Bobby! Water sucks. Gatorade is better. Good. Use it on the field. Gatorade not only quenches your thirst better, it tastes better too, idiot. You're, you're, you're drinking the wrong water. Gatorade. H2O. Gatorade. H2O. Water sucks. It really, really sucks. Water sucks. No, it hand. really, really sucks. You don't mean it. You're bad people. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Pull Apart Podcast. This is this the is greatest show. Josh Kaiser <laughs> here with. This is the greatest show. There, was that good, Joe? That's awesome. That's great, baby. So let's do it one more time. All right, Josh, from the top. Let's go. Are we going to talk about raw stuff? <laughs> we are recording this on December 30th. It's All Hallows Eve, but... <laughs> Oh, no. December 30th? <laughs> Sorry. October 30th. <laughs> Damn it, I missed Christmas. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So Sorry, this is James Prophet. <laughs> um, we have yet another music tournament idea. This one was Joseph's, right? <clears throat> yes. Joseph, do you want to explain it for us? I mean, the gist of it is basically what we've had. How many James, Josh, do you remember? Like five music tournaments? 89. 89. Something like that, yeah. Or at least episodes. I mean, most of them were cut in half. 69. Officially, we've had 69 episodes. There you go. And my idea was to everybody kind of has a general thing that they hate. At least I thought they did. I just ended up picking artists and your assignment was to go back and find uh dig deep in the old apple music or spotify or youtube and find songs that generally speaking you would dislike or ostensibly to use a big word you would dislike but you actually really enjoy <laughs> and everybody was given their assignment by the rest of us essentially i think josh you kind of finalized it right I did. Uh, Bill had to do songs that were kind of had a deeper meaning, which I that one I thought yeah. was like going to be the easiest layup because Bill, you have like a ton of those already. You just have picked a lot of fun songs, but that's not all you've picked. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I kind of took it as like deeper, more like I, I kind of internalized it as deeper, more stripped down songs yeah. that weren't like overproduced and like over the top like freaking no, contrast no, no skulls allowed <laughs> in anywhere in the video yeah <laughs> unless they were wrapped in flesh by the singer well i think for for bill i was thinking his most common complaint is like the dude who ruins your date with your yeah. wife at a coffee coffee house so I think like that was what we were hoping for for Bill. That, 
Bill would pick a bunch of John Mayer songs. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I and I tried. I really tried, and I like branched out and listened to some stuff, and I was thankful that some leniency was granted to me to pick more stripped down, deeper songs because I seriously just couldn't find anything that I could even pretend to defend or stand up for. Um, so I, I will, appreciate that. I will amen that 100%. Yeah, I actually had a hard time with this list. So, so Nick's was similar to Bill's. What we had said was singer-songwriter with poetic lyrics, because Nick, you've mentioned that lyrics like come... After music. Yeah, you mentioned that you ignore the lyrics a lot on our podcast. So in that case, then, if I had stuck with the singer-songwriter directive, I, I still would not have completed it. And then James gave me some leniency by saying, hey, Dave Grohl has meaningful lyrics sometimes. So that just kind of opened the floodgates to go in other directions. I will say, I really thought, and I love the uh, Foo Fighters song that you picked. We'll get to that. But I really thought if you were going to pick them, you would have done it off that acoustic album that they had. I certainly did consider going with Everlong. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah. That the acoustic version of that. Have you done but, that? Uh, and I'll get more into why I, I chose the song that I chose. But, uh, yeah. So then, Joseph, like Speak. you mentioned. Sorry, go ahead, James. So, I was going to say, Bill, um, Nick, you mentioned that you almost picked Acoustic Everlong. I was hoping so hard that just as an F you, you would find some acoustic version of Lords of Salem of Rob Zombie doing it. I wanted it so bad. I put it on the word. I hung it on the ceiling and I stared at it, but the secret didn't work, man. <laughs> didn't yeah, but the, yeah, but then the Haterade title of this podcast wouldn't work anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if someone covered freaking Truly Madly Deeply, surely someone's done an acoustic <laughs> cover of some Aqua song or Rob Zombie. Well, I, I did that in the covers song that I can't remember her name now, but she did that stripped-down version of Dracula. That would have been great. Oh, yeah, Damn that's it. right. Speaking of oh, Nick well. just said the hate rate, if you want to follow along with this podcast, it's on uh, YouTube, the Pull Apart Podcast, colon, spitting out the haterade tournament. So this is us coming to grips with all the stuff we've said we've hated and trying to find at least six versions of those songs that we like. It's just been said. So, Joe, what was your assignment? Mine seemed to be more artist-driven, right? So... Basically, anybody that I couldn't stand before, or, a, a, I mean, I kind of used some leeway on mine, but we'll get to it. Essentially, it was almost like a hodgepodge stuff that I couldn't stand from earlier. Stuff that you've crapped on over the last five music tournaments. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't find a single Cracker song, but <laughs> I, tried. I, I really, really tried to. I appreciate I, it. I suffered through a lot of Cracker songs. <laughs> a, lo a lot of 10-second intros to Cracker songs. No, I gave them a try. <laughs> I, I think where you messed up there, buddy, was that you searched for songs written by Crackers, not oh. Cracker the Band. <laughs> That's why I kept getting John Mayer songs. <laughs> <laughs> That's <sighs> Uncle Cracker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Josh? So yeah, mine was, I think the thing that I harp on the most in the podcast is songs that don't have deep, meaningful lyrics or mostly repetitive lyrics. 
Um, so basically, Nick and I are opposite. But what's funny is we both picked a Foo Fighters song. But like you said, we'll get to that. Um, well, I'm looking forward to that one. So, yeah, I, I will say that I, in seeing everybody else's picks, I kind of went more like, okay, so I, I appreciate other people's things that they like. So I'm going to pick songs that I like already that have those things in them. But I know okay. that, that wasn't really, I think that wasn't really the intent after I thought about it more. So sorry. <laughs> in the words of uh, Rick Perry, oops. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's as, as like directly opposite okay. as what I did when I. That's good. I couldn't tell if. If you guys would be like, what the hell? You picked all songs you already like. But anyway, I, I mean, it's I think definitely to be wrong. fair. Just... We all sort of cheated a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So and then James, yours was, I think, mostly was... inspired by your hatred for Neil Young. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was assigned folk music that is, quote, mostly from the 60s and 70s. So, oh, man, four out of six songs are from the 60s and 70s. And the other two are from. I think one's from 2000. The other one actually is from like a month ago. So there you go. That was Bob Dylan. That's crazy. <laughs> right? <laughs> Rolling right. Stone gave it five stars, I hear. <laughs> it would have been six if it was. Because they're in love with old people. <laughs> right? <laughs> if he did the concert in the Tokyo Dome, Rolling <laughs> Stones would have given it six stars, I bet. <laughs> you guys would get that joke if you listen to our podcasts. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that bit. That was That was funny. all right so speaking of neil young that is our first participant in round one so neil young comes a time which that was you james that was me we were giving that's how we kept what we gave away Versus, um, and I don't, I don't know a lot of these, so help me out. Daniel Martin Moore, it is well with my soul. Was that an Andrea pick? That was no. Oh, okay, that was... was Nick. It is well. It is well with my soul. It is well. With my soul, it is well, it is well with my soul. All right, James, what you got? All right, so. When I got assigned this, the first thing I wanted to do after putting Joe through me crapping on Neil Young for like the past four or five episodes <laughs> was find a Neil Young folk song that I liked. And um, I think this happened before the podcast. Joe mentioned that he tried to find a cracker song that he liked and he tried a lot of things and he just couldn't find one. <laughs> I um, 
I it took me about four or five tries, but I finally came across this Neil Young song that I was enjoying and I liked the way it sound. So I gave it another listen and then I liked it more. And by the third or fourth listen, I was like, I really like this song. So it's called Comes a Time. Good stuff. Um, that was it. I picked it because I'd crapped on Neil Young. I finally found this song that I thought lyrically was really cool. I like some of the um, anything coming of age, whether it be a movie or a song, uh, especially punk music that's kind of about growing up. I really love and this song has a lot of those elements in it. I thought he sung it well. I think it sounds cool. Um, I'm a fan. So, Joe, I will spit out some haterade on Neil Young folk because I really like Comes a Time. Yay. <clears throat> it warmed my heart. All right, Nick. That was for you, friend. So, yeah, Daniel Martin Moore. Um, if you're not familiar with him, that's not a big surprise. He's not like a, a real big name. In fact, the only reason I know about him is through Aaron. Um, he is a Kentucky-born musician, but he was on Sub Pop Records. Um, and he, he's a folk singer. So this, like, he kind of, what you see in this video and this song, this is what he is. He's a guy with a guitar. So this is what I first set out trying to find, was singer-songwriter. Obviously, he didn't write this song. Um, but... It's it's just kind of yeah Rob Zombie did exactly <laughs> um, it, it's just kind of uh, that style that I was trying to look for and trying to stay within the parameters. In fact, I think this was the first song that I picked to add to the playlist. Um, and I think the part of the reason I like this song so much is, is it's the song itself. I mean, it's yes, it's an old hymn. But this is a very, like, stripped-down... I mean, obviously, like, hymns are not, like, massively overproduced or anything. But this is just a guy kind of just singing, bearing his, like, his his heart in this song. Um, the song in and of itself, I mean, it being a hymn, people can have different opinions of it. But I basically kind of take it as if you take out the, the church context of it, it's a, you know trying to like emotionally cope with your life and the shit that's going on and just saying, you know, it's, it is well with my soul. It's, it's, you know, fine. I'm going to not worry about this and stress about it. Like shit is hitting the fan, but you know, fine. It's, I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to, you know, just let things happen. And, I'm gonna I'm gonna be okay is basically what this song is saying. Um, it, you can and that's obviously I'm trying to take the religious aspect out of it to broaden the audience. Um, with the religious aspect in it, it's speaking to you know there is a God that's taking care of me and you know I don't have to lose my mind. So yeah, but yeah, it's it's it is one of the few dude playing a guitar in that kind of like wispy, seductive, hey girl kind of tone that I actually was like, you know okay, how guys are always saying, hey girl, when they're playing it as well with my soul. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? It Haney's is well just with my soul, woman. But no. yeah, so <laughs> that, that, is, that is why I chose this song. It's, it's probably my favorite version of this song that I've ever heard. So yeah. Cool, cool. 
Are you guys both voting for your own, I guess? You are correct, that, sir. I feel like that could be interesting because if you're, you know, like James, you mentioned, you were, it was a stretch to find one. You might end up liking somebody else's pick more. So, but you're going with Neil Young? I'm going with Neil Young, yeah. But Nick, I did like this version of it. I thought it was uh, pretty good. I thought it was really good. And I do like Neil Young. So it's I, I wasn't hating on this song at all. There's, in fact, very few Neil Young songs that I don't like. Every Man Needs a Maid was one, but, you know, whatever. Did you understand how Maid had two meanings? Like That he, that he made me do it, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It meant that he, he needs somebody to boss around, but also to clean. I think that's what he was getting at. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> Love it. All right, Josh, you, in a text chain, you said that this was your favorite playlist that we've ever done for one of these. So mm-hmm. I'm really interested to hear what you think about these two. Well, yeah, so for the, it's funny, like with this one, Nick, since we have opposite taste, you know, Aaron and I pretty much have the same. So I thought it was funny. You were like, well, for this, I went to Aaron <laughs> to ask for like recommendations or, you know, stuff that she generally likes. I loved um, this song. And this version that that you picked, Nick, um, I don't know what it is. I thought that I liked Neil Young, but the more <laughs> that I hear him, I just generally don't care for his songs. I, I think it's like ninety nine percent just, which I get. Like Connor doesn't have the best voice. It's just what you kind of fall in love with or whatever. But it's just not for me. So yeah, I'm voting for Daniel Martin Moore. Okay, Joe, what about you? I mean, I liked them both. I'm I'm going with Neil Young, but I was very pleased. Very succinct, <laughs> Joe. All right. Bill, you're the tiebreaker. I, I thought I lost everybody. Wait, I just well, uh, I'm Joe's just gonna Is anybody else like it was fine? <laughs> I mean, I think we're all just used to Joe bloviating so much, so pontificating. I'm thrown off that we're that we're two songs in and none of us are like shitting on anything yet. Like that is weird to me. Uh, well, we, I, I, well, there's th- been a few farts, no shits yet. Well, to be fair, this is like a normal tournament after our like hate-filled heel turn, <laughs> you know, our um, viper pit. I think. Yeah, I I liked. I liked both of these songs, but I'm going to go with Neil Young just because out of the three, like this was a good buildup of like, I wasn't really digging everybody needs to make And I can't remember the first song in the tournament that he had, but like every, you know, a man needs a maid. That was pretty good, but I really liked this one. Like I thought this one was pretty cool. Uh, Nick, I liked this version. I thought it was a great, I love this hymn. I think it's awesome. The story behind it's amazing. Um, but I mean, yeah, I'm going to go with Neil Young. Congratulations, James. Ah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, James picking I, up a W with Neil Young. Yeah, first time. <laughs> who'd, have, who'd have thought? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what you get when you spit out haterade. Weird things happen, man. <laughs> All right. A sentence we never expected to say. <laughs> so next up, we have the Beatles. Ever heard of them? Uh, with Hey Jude. <laughs> That's actually pronounced They're the that, Beatles. Uh, and that was me. If you have it, they're sort of like that. Uh, they're uh, like, they might be giants, but like older, 
and kind of more decrepit. <laughs> <laughs> Versus Simon and Garfunkel, the only living boy in New York, which was James Wright. That's right. So, so yeah, the Beatles. I don't know. With, with the whole repetitive thing, I couldn't help but think of this song. There's not a ton to the lyrics to this song, but it's really hard not to love it. It's so catchy, and uh, you know, ever ever present. I don't know the right word, but I I like it. It's I I don't love it, but. Um, I, I wanted to get this one in there as I feel like it's one of the biggest ones that repeats itself that I actually like. I feel like the one that the go to for me that I don't like is my all time least favorite song is the message in a bottle by the police, which makes me want to <laughs> jump off the bridge. <laughs> so that's amazing. The repetitive chorus. Oh my god, I hate it so much. Every single time I go to the dentist, it's playing <laughs> how often are you going to the dentist? Uh, it's like every week i hear it i it's like the cap the the drilling in my teeth is not nearly as bad as hearing that song am i right zing <laughs> all right james what you got oh what right, you got only love you blade in New York, I heard for the uh, first time off the Garden State soundtrack, which I know uh, me and Josh and Joe really have a lot of love for. Um, let's see, Paul Simon, I found out he wrote this song when I researched it about Art Garfunkel going to Mexico uh, to act in a movie called Catch-22. And uh, he kind of spent months working on the film while Paul Simon uh, went back to New York and tried to work on the Bridge Over Troubled Water album. And so he kind of wrote this song to get his frustrations with doing that album alone out, essentially. Um, I just like it. It has no big personal attachment, no big thing I see in myself in it. I just kind of think it's a cool song. So there you go. Cool, cool. If you want to hear something about it, um, let's see. According to songfacts.com, the song was addressed during a screening of the Simon and Garfunkel documentary Songs of America. At the screening, Garfunkel said, I had Paul sort of waiting, like, all right, I can take this for three months. I'll write the songs, but what's the fourth month? And why is Artie in Rome the fifth month? And what's Mike doing to Simon and Garfunkel? And so there's Paul in the third month, still with a lot of heart, writing about, I'm the only, only living boy in New York. You used to be the other one. So that's it. He was a little mad at his writing partner there, and that's how the song came about. Cool. So, are you voting for that? I or yet not. 
Well, okay, so I wanted to rant about the Beatles here, but Joe, I know you're a big fan. How how far <laughs> am I allowed to go here? You can do what you want, bro. Okay. All right, cool, cool. Okay. Let your freak flag fly. There's right. nothing about John. So Yeah, you I can't mean, talk about fine. John. I mean, that's a given. Oh, man. I was going to rip into John. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> where all this was going. I mean, it's bad <laughs> enough that yeah. he's burning in hell, guys. Leave him alone. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, that's probably true. Let's Can face it. imagine? <laughs> <laughs> so, this was Hey Jude, uh, written by Paul McCartney, about John Lennon's son, right? Who... Do you guys know all this? No. I've sure heard it all right. uh, forever ago. Okay, so yeah. So Paul McCartney wrote this song about John Lennon's son when uh, John Lennon was going through a divorce, and Paul was really worried about him. And um, so he kind of wrote him a song to, with the Sigma divorce had in those days, he wrote him a song to kind of encourage them. And um, I mean, John Lennon's son, when he was asked about this, he said, there's a lot of stuff I don't want to know about my father, some really dark stuff. And um, I think that has to do with the fact that John Lennon was like a uh, kind of two-time wife beater and a one-time absentee father, right? Am I getting that right? Perhaps. He, yeah, I don't know. Perhaps. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, he uh, – J- the kid's name is Julian, and um, Paul McCartney just changed the name to Jude. He was asked about it, and – In this book called The Stories Behind Every Beatles Song Ever Written, Julian said, this is a quote, Paul told me he'd he'd be thinking about my circumstances, about what I was going through. Paul and I used to hang out quite a bit, more than Dad and I did. There seemed to be far more pictures of me and Paul playing at that age than me and Dad. I've never really wanted to know the truth of how Dad was and how he was with me. There was some very negative stuff, like when he said that I'd come out of a whiskey bottle on a Saturday night. That's tough to deal with. You think, where's the love in that? It surprises me whenever I hear this song. It's strange to think that someone has written a song about you. It still touches me. And um, yeah, he kind of got it confirmed when uh, he and Paul McCartney ended up staying at the same hotel in New York one night. And... uh, they set uh, aside like some time. <laughs> well, no, no, they <laughs> not like that, but they set aside some time to talk. And Paul told him, like, yeah, that song really is about you. And he kind of told the story um, about all that. He was, so he was like, hey, do you get it? Jude, Julian, and, they both start with J.U. <laughs> I'm a lyrical genius. <laughs> the final footnote, and this will be the last kick in the pants I give to John Lennon here. When Paul McCartney played this song for John Lennon that was about his son, John Lennon thought it was about him. And Paul saying, like, yeah, man, you should totally divorce your wife and go hook up with Yoko Ono. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Wait, was that last part a joke? <laughs> no. <laughs> that is that is a real recounted fact from oh, Paul. Oh my gosh. Mm. I freaking so love he broke that, up the like, Beatles. Yes. Okay. I freaking so, love that we couldn't really tell James if that was a joke or not. <laughs> you strike again, sir. I strike again. So what's funny is I, I would be voting for Simon and Garfunkel because that song rules. And Paul McCartney sucks at writing songs. So Oh my of course, god, what is wrong oh, with you? Of course yeah. the, the one where I have to pick shallow lyrics that don't mean anything and they're boring and repetitive. <laughs> I'd pick a Paul written. Oh, hell. 
Josh, I was going to say, you can tell this is a Paul McCartney Beatles song because it's pretty good. Okay. Na, na, na. Na, 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 Everybody. My problem with this video is you don't even get to see Paul freak out on all the good parts. They're literally showing George with his thumb up his ass. And Paul's like freaking out vocally. I want to see Paul. And he's not even my favorite. You know, he seems like a douche. But whoever shot this video sucks. Wait, I thought this wasn't about the videos. <laughs> That's true. Sorry. Ah, it's not yeah. about oh. the videos. Well, it's <laughs> not like I'm voting are... for one or the other based on that. I just something I noticed. Okay, gotcha. Um, I like Simon and Garfunkel. Some of their songs a lot. Some of them are kind of boring. I think this one's okay. It reminds me of like a Wes Anderson movie. Um, it probably <laughs> is in one. I don't know. But yeah, I'm going with the Beatles. They're unbeatable. Unbeatable. <laughs> wow. See what you did there. <laughs> so you since you said it, I like will... Wes Anderson? I mean, I mean, that's just really... I gotta be honest. I'm taking a back. It's a different Simon and Garfunkel song in Wes Anderson movie, Joseph. Come on. I'm sure he's... I guarantee he's had more than one Simon and Garfunkel song in his movies. That's not even a slam. It just reminded me of it. Yeah. But, yeah, that's fine. So. I, I will, I will like, pretty much 100% agree with Joe on this one. Um, I... I also like Simon and Garfunkel, but can you know some of their songs are boring, some of their songs are amazing. Um, pretty much anything that Paul Simon did, not so much whatever oh. Art Garfunkel did. That's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the Beatles, I'm also I'm not one of those people's like, oh hey, the Beatles are amazing. They're like the freaking best thing ever thing that's ever happened to planet. I mean, yeah. They're they're great. I love them, um, but you know they're no Dave Grohl. So you know. Um, that being said, "Hey Jude" is probably one of my favorite Beatles songs. It's it's just I love how it sounds. I love just it, it's it's just it's a good song. So I'm gonna go with the Beatles. Yeah, I'm going with the Beatles too. This is one of my favorite songs of theirs. <sighs> if I get, oh, if I yeah. pick a song that makes Paul McCartney go to the finals, I'm gonna throw my brains out. Oh my gosh, give me a break! <laughs> <laughs> so listen, listening to this, I thought like the Beatles were so freaking great, and I'm sorry that and sad that it was like ruined because John Lennon was a freaking d bag who wanted to like go out and just lay in a bed naked for too long and do nothing with his life. But I got it. <laughs> I mean, did you see that killer video? He was video? protesting. You know how you protest by doing nothing? That's what yeah, he was doing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to protest by doing It was the bed in, mate. Oh, my God. John Lennon was, like, 40 break. years ahead of his time. He he was, like, Mr. Twitter back when that didn't exist. <laughs> he was, like, he was <laughs> like uh, what's his freaking name? Father John Misty, basically. Oh, right. That is a perfect comparison. Yeah. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> Can you we'll talk about that bullshit later on. It would have been if there was Twitter when John Lennon was alive. <laughs> Just saying. He would have been canceled. Ah, uh, yes, he would have been. Oh, why? Because he hid his wife? I mean, come on. Okay. No, I was going to say because he talked about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's what people would care more about. Yep. Uh, All right. Well, in America. Well, yeah. So the Beatles move on. They, 
you know, they needed that win. They need that push. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be good exposure for them. Next up, we got to finally get some recognition. <laughs> I mean, three quarters of them are dead anyway, right? Oh. I mean, usually Ringo gets all the credit, so this is nice that. Um... <laughs> wait, Ringo's still wait, alive? Did, did Ringo, you say he's. Ring- did you he's say Gringo? He's that guy from... Gringo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Peter Gabriel, my body is a cage. Was that you, James? That was no, mine. That was Bill, but I loved it. Okay, who was it? Sorry, Bill? Yeah, it was mine. What's the key? My body is a cage. We take what we are given Just because you've forgotten Doesn't mean you're forgiven I'm living in an age That screams my name Versus Fiona Apple with Extraordinary Machine And that was Andrea's While the chaperone Curious, you're looking down your nose at me while you appease Courteous to try and help but let me set your mind at ease If there was a better way to go then it would find me I can't help it, the road just rolls out behind me Be kind to me or treat me mean Uh-oh. Man Whoa. versus wife. A house divided. That happened ass- last time, too, with Joe and Ashley. <laughs> I'm assuming yeah. she's right there on the mic, right, Bill? Yeah. Yes. Well, she listens excited. to every recording. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Her and Stephanie listen together. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I kind of told her, you need to pick two songs for the podcast. Everyone else <laughs> has done it. You're the last one. <laughs> she, actually picked, she actually picked out, like, six. And, oh, uh, wow. it, yeah, and she's like, I'm not sure which ones to pick, so you just pick which two. And I'm like, okay, cool. So, did you <laughs> did you give her any parameters or just said pick two songs? Well, yeah, well, I told her, you know, what the idea was, and since that wouldn't really apply to her so much, yeah, not having been a part of it, I'm like, just pick, you know, just pick two songs. It doesn't need to have any like special meaning. I mean, it can if you want, and that you makes know, sense. you can, yeah, you, know, you can tell me what you know you like about the songs or whatever else. So. Yeah. All right, Bill. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you want to talk about guess, both of them. Yeah, I'll start out. Um, so my original pick for this was Arcade Fires. My body is a cage. Oh um, yeah. And I I love this song and I think they're great. And then when I was looking it up and just listening to it again, I saw the covers on YouTube and I saw that Peter Gabriel did one. And I'm like, oh man, that's gonna be freaking awesome. And I chose his version over theirs because I thought it just, I don't know, it just fit really well with the song. Like, it was really depressing to think about Peter Gabriel singing a song this depressing because he's supposed yeah. to be like the happy sledgehammer guy, you know? <laughs> like, and, then, and then at the end, like, when it really cranks up, which is great. Um, and there's like that hint of like old school Peter Gabriel in the background, like, with the echo and, you know, um, and I love this song because in, in one way or another, like all the songs 
that I picked, I can really connect with on an emotional level. And sometimes it's like causes the feelings that I'm just like, I don't want to feel feelings right now. I just want to sing a song about skeletons and Lords of Salem. And there you go. But like, yeah. So <clears throat> that whole line where it says I'm standing on a stage of fear and self-doubt, it's a hollow play, but they'll clap anyway. And the whole idea of like my body's a cage that keeps me from dancing with the one I love, but my mind holds the key. Like the list of things that I would desperately want to do. And I didn't just because I froze up in my own mind and self doubt is inexhaustible. So when I first heard this song, it really hit hard. Cause I'm just like, man, I get this so much. But then at the end, like the realization that he's got someone standing next to him and his mind still holds the key of like, okay, you can just do it and get over it. And, you know, so that's, you know, so that's my thing with that one. And uh, for Andrea, she's always been a Fiona Apple fan um, since high school, you know, when, you know, and all that. And she was super into her in college and everything. And, you know, this was just off one of the albums that Andrea loved of hers that she just played a lot and listened to a lot, you know, that like towards the end, post-college years and everything. So, yeah. So it. which... Which one are you voting for, Bill? I'm going with uh, with mine. My body's okay. a cage. All right. Um, I'll go. I love that Arcade Fire song a lot as well. <clears throat> I think it's like one of the best songs ever about like anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is one of those really weird dichotomies, whatever the right word is, between Peter Gabriel's like voice and that song. And I thought it was awesome. I had never heard it before. And I, I love Fiona Apple, but that's not one of my favorite songs of hers. So I'll go with the Peter Gabriel one. Nice. Okay, I want to go next. Sure. Um, so, Bill, yeah, you so mentioned that. I just that. think that the best... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, go, go no I'm joking. That I'm was joking. Awesome. I know you are. All right. Um, Peter Gabriel, you mentioned that this is kind of off-brand for him. And I think it is, but... I, I like Peter Gabriel. He's one of those guys, sort of like Hootie and the Blowfish, where like there's like the radio stuff, right? Yeah. And the rest of his stuff really isn't radio friendly, and it's kind of mostly the complete opposite of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and so he has like, I'd say I could probably send you a playlist of like four or five really great, like just sort of like slow, quiet, sad Peter Gabriel songs. Um, oh, that'd think- be great, yeah. Yeah, the closest he ever did to kind of putting that mainstream, I think, was like in the early 90s, he had this album come out, and the first single was this great song called Digging in the Dirt, and it was kind of bombastic, sort of like Sledgehammer, and the videos really exaggerated, kind of like Sledgehammer, but it's about depression and um, just going through shit in your past has like fucked you up, and like the exaggerated stuff in the video is like somebody like being covered in the ground, like buried and then like mushrooms popping up that spell like help me. And somebody just like raging yeah. in their car and things like that. It, it's great. It's a great video. It's a great song. Um, I thought when I heard this and I'd never heard this before, I thought it was so good. Like I kind of flipped out for my body as a cage. It was very moving. Uh, I thought he sung it perfectly, but <laughs> But <laughs> Extraordinary Machine, um, 
to be a daughter of James Prophet means that you get your very own Fiona Apple lullaby at birth that I will sing. Oh man, I didn't even when think I'm about putting you that. to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And so Zoe's lullaby was Extraordinary Machine. I wanted to give her like a, a strong empowerment anthem from the time she was born. And so that's yeah. what I sung to her. And so as much as I love my body as a kid, I could have these two songs. I love Josh said this was the best selection of the tournament. That might be I might share that opinion. This would probably be my second favorite selection we've had so far, but. Oh, this is a really good tournament. I could have these two songs in the final, though, maybe. But um, I'll go well, with they extra- can't because they're up against each other in the first round. Thanks, Captain Obvious. Cannot vote against my daughter and my little connection there. So, extraordinary Fair machine. Enough. All right, Joe. <laughs> um, I'm pretty much echoing, I think, what a lot of people said. And then Josh said. The, the Peter Gabriel song was amazing. I already loved the Arcade Fire song, and so I was actually like, uh, when I saw that it was him, and I did the typical, like, oh, I'm going to Google this real fast and see who wrote it. Like, was it some old song? And I didn't realize that Arcade Fire covered it. No, it was, it was really them. Um, but it definitely won me over. And I don't have anything against Peter Gabriel, but I'm not, like, in love with him either. And that... That version is incredible. And pretty much like Josh said, too, I love Fiona Apple. I used to be really into her, but this was never like one of my jams. So I will be picking the Peter Gabriels. Nice. So, yeah, I actually, and this is probably just old man Nick, but I actually am not familiar with this Arcade Fire song. Um, I, I did enjoy it, but I'm not familiar with it. And Peter Gabriel, of course, I'm only familiar with pretty much like Sledgehammer and that kind of stuff. So I, I probably would have needed more listens for that one to be like, okay, this is awesome. I was like, yeah, okay, I can appreciate this for what it is. Fiona Apple, however, and Extraordinary Machine, I have heard before and have greatly enjoyed. It's definitely not one of her, it's not her best song or like even maybe top three um but i did enjoy this song so i'll just go ahead and go with uh fiona apple all right does that go on peter gabriel won right yeah Yeah. i mean my vote didn't really matter anyway peter gabriel had already won three to two yeah i can't lose to andrea guys that's all i got (laughs) (laughs) i mean you do all day every day so take this one victory Please. You should wake her up tonight with macho posturing. Like, Peter Gabriel put Fiona Apple on the ground. <laughs> he owned her. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. He <laughs> made her nothing. You get it? Made? It his I was movie. trying to make him a Peter yeah. Gabriel pun. I, I got nothing. He killed her he in the her stu- stu- studio. Oh. oh. <laughs> Genesis. Uh, I love it. Chase trees. Wow. Um, That's so bad. Nick, do you listen to Arcade Fire at all? Because I really want to make you a playlist. Yeah, I think you would like him a lot, Nick. I do too. I I think I've heard, like, obviously I've heard one of their songs. Because, I mean, didn't they win, like, a, what was it, like a Grammy or something? Yeah. They have a city that they play at Crossroads. Or at least they did forever yeah. ago. When I was 12 years ago. 
Any any band like that, uh, it's usually that I've heard a few of their songs. I just didn't realize it was them. Um, so I, I kind of equate them to, and I'm sure they're not even the same thing at all, but like the Decemberists. Like I, I wasn't really that aware of the Decemberists. I couldn't even name a song of theirs, but I've heard a few of their songs recently. And I'm like, oh, okay, I know this. I've heard this before. I didn't know it was them. So I think I'm that's probably, yeah. Fair comparison, yeah. like Arcade Fire's, like the Decembers, if they were good, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I think the weird thing about Arcade Fire is like, the, if you watch them, especially on like I've seen them on Conan or whoever, and they are just or like SNL, they've been on there a few times. They're yeah, that's so... that's when I first found out about them. Really? Yeah. But like, they look like they would be super obnoxious, like just. Super hipster, not like Father John Misty style, but more like, you know, buttoned up shirts and goofy hats and, and like but, accordions and tambourines. Right, and, exactly. Yeah, just yeah. But no, they're like <clears throat> life changing. <laughs> they are. They are. They are like life changing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, when you put them on, like, do you put headphones on people when you're listening to them and say, this song will change your life? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a Garden oh, State dude, reference. I got it. Nick and Bill. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Hey, I have seen Garden State and I enjoyed it. It's just been a I long saw it time once ago. And, eh. Oh, the shins. I still, like, kind of quote Garden State all the time. It's the thing where she pulls her ear when she's wanting to leave somewhere <laughs> i do that to jess so <laughs> all right so i, I will step. say i am i am very curious who chose the next few songs i bet i can well no i don't know about sound. i can't i i don't know okay florence and the machine with saint jude i'm gonna guess joseph nope that's False. mine nope. ghost Bill? writer yeah Maybe I've always been more comfortable in chaos And I was on the island and you were there too But somehow through the storm I couldn't get to you or St. Jude Somehow she knew And she came to give a blessing while causing devastation And I couldn't keep my mouth shut versus Soundgarden with Black Hole Sun. This is the one that I just, I I don't know who this guy is. Yeah, I couldn't figure this that, one out. That was Andrea as well. Uh, so what? Up. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. the back, the sky looks Another Bill Ver- See, sorry, that's what happened. I didn't know who picked what, so then some of them kind of ended up. No, it was good. I weird, liked it. But... And, yeah. Um, so I don't yeah, know if so... I can support another round of domestic dispute. <laughs> <laughs> well, we listen to the Beatles, so. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 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 that was amazing. Well done. Good job, Josh. Whether that was not me. <laughs> 
like you. All right, Bill. Yeah, so I'll start on mine. So I've I love Florence and the Machine. It's a, she's amazing. You know, the they're amazing. She's amazing. Like, and I was it's funny because whoever picked Shake It Off, I almost picked that one. Um, but then I picked this one just because uh, when we were driving out west for one of our family trips. I knew that like radio was going to be an issue or whatever. So I was just like, I'm just going to get a crap ton of CDs from the library, burn them all, put them on, you know, the iPod and listen to them. So, you know, this was one of her albums that I didn't have. And so listening to this song, this was my favorite song off that album. And it just reminded me of like our car trip and just, you know, driving and just listening to the songs on repeat. Cause after a while they, they just repeated. And again, it's this kind of like that connection of, you know, feeling occasionally like a lost cause and the idea of like St. Jude, the patron saint of lost causes. And, you know, and the whole thing of like when she said we were lost before she even started. And uh, that line also said maybe, you know, being comfortable in chaos. I just I just really liked it lyrically. And I thought it was great. Her voice is amazing in this song. Yeah. So that's that one. And then Andrea picked this one just because. I mean, it's freaking Soundgarden, and it's one of those things where, like, it's a very generational song that even though I wasn't super into Soundgarden when they were big, like, when we were in high school, like, I freaking love them now, and it's definitely that feeling of this is the song of my people, you know what I mean? Like, this is <laughs> this is it, and the video's freaking great, like, even though I was a, wasn't a huge fan of theirs back in the day, I do remember loving this song and loving this video so basically i'm just echoing what she said as well so i'm actually kind of torn on which one i want to vote for because i love both of these songs equally but for different reasons so what you're saying you want, to think is that you want to not vote so that way we can set it up as a tiebreaker and make it even more difficult for I me oh yeah let's I put doubt the pressure it'll be a tiebreaker <laughs> My whole song. <laughs> Joe, are, are, are you crapping there? Yeah. Okay. That was my best. Uh, Sounded a little uh, constipated. So, do you guys want me to stay I, as a tiebreaker, or do you want me to? You do you. I don't think we'll need a tiebreaker. You're guess. either going to be a tiebreaker, or we're going to make it very easy for you. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Go for it. I want, I'll, I'll sit back and listen to what you guys say. Okay. I'm voting for Florence and Machine. So that was Joseph. <laughs> James, what were you gonna say? Oh, uh, uh, Josh, do you want to go next? No, I. Um, yeah, I, Florence and Machine is just unreal. I mean, who can say anything bad? <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. all you gotta do is push play. Like it's just ridiculous. And I mean, I, Soundgarden is like nostalgic and everything, but I, I ain't trying to listen to that in 2020. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, to be clear, I liked it. I enjoyed the nostalgic memories, but like Josh said, I mean, you, you can't beat Florence. I mean, Mall. it's it's Florence Florence Henderson. I mean, Miss Brady. I mean, come on. <laughs> so could this, could this gear up for Nick? a Florence versus Florence matchup? <laughs> oh, so, no. so yeah. In in all seriousness, I I do I did love Soundgarden because of this song. Um, if this song did not exist, I would have only liked Soundgarden. Unfortunately, Soundgarden had kind of been 
a little bit ruined for me a bit over the past year or so because of like some people I worked with that just were obsessed with Chris Purnell and not or whatever his name is. And it's just, it just got, I heard it way too much. Um, Florence and the machine, so, however, so did they like alter bridge then? Yeah. I can't kidding. stand alter bridge. Audio slave. Well, I can't stand audio slave. <laughs> what? Creed. No. Sorry. Wasn't he the singer in Creed? <laughs> yeah. Scott <laughs> Steps, Soundgarden. I you know. I'd they have that song, that. keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Come on, Creed. Come on. <laughs> oh, James, I just want to butterfly kiss you all over. Yes. No, you can instead. <laughs> It can only what? be Jared. Sorry. Wouldn't it be better if you just stood with him by the ocean? Oh. <laughs> I actually like that song. Oh, boo. Oh, man. That's why you're a Rough. broken person. <laughs> anyway. You need to go to my house. Oh, shut up. <laughs> okay. Uh, they quit dancing around it. <laughs> Quit the dancing. <laughs> this is so lame. <laughs> this is barely working, but since you brought up the dance, guys, have you ever thought about barely working? That's the name of the next No. Okay. Anyway, I'm voting for Florence and the Machine. There you go. You're going to Florence? I am. I had I, I hadn't heard that song before, and it was a great song. Um, I like you said, Bill. I freaking love her voice. Um, I've never heard a Florence and Machine song that I didn't love as soon as I heard it. Um, yeah, so that is the song that I'm going with. All right, I'll go save Bill for last. Um, I'll do Soundgarden first. Black Hole Sun. I've been to Seattle once on a vacation with Steph and. We actually got to see the piece of art in the park that uh, they thought that the song Black Hole Sun was based on for a while. That was kind of cool. And I love Black Hole Sun, the song, love the video. And my stupid fact I'll put along with this is that the garbage song Fix Me Now in the demo version was originally called Chris Cornell because Shirley Manson had a huge crush on Chris Cornell. Nice. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so I, I love it, but uh, St. Jude, Fortress of the Machine, I never heard before, and I, I loved that too. I thought it was fantastic. So, just because that's new to me, I'll vote for Florence and the Machine. It's fresher. It's going to be a shutout, Bill. Yeah. Mm, rub it in her face. <laughs> Name me your sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> The bill, you want to vote? Oh, I'm just, I'm gonna go with mine. I gotta go, Florence. Nail in the car. Vote for your own. <laughs> you yeah. guys remember that Stand By Me song that I picked? Wasn't that great? <sighs> oh, I feel kind of bad for Andrea in that we all liked both of her songs, but they both lost. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that Fiona Apple and uh, Florence and the Machine, and then a few of the other ones later, made me think we should do an all women's tournament next. I think that'd be well, awesome. I'd be down. Um, all right. So next, 
<laughs> so ahead. next up, we have uh, Twisted Sister with We're Not Gonna Take It. Which, Seriously, who I freaking love that this is, video? That is me, Josh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. All right, so can I say something about this video? Well, so no, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Go, no, Versus go ahead. I'll shut up. Man- Manchester Orchestra, the gold, which I'm thinking is Nick. Yeah, you're right. Okay, cool. to jump in all right so this music video is amazing yeah and i love it so much and <laughs> just thinking like <laughs> i love that you love it <laughs> yeah it's so great and watching this i'm just like i wonder if josh picked this out because it's reminiscent to an experience that he had with his father with like brett the hitman heart posters <laughs> and everything else <laughs> like, you could just see it playing out um i mean that wasn't why but <laughs> They were Shawn Michaels posters. So, yeah, Shawn Michaels, that's it. Sorry. Uh, they weren't posters. They were pictures cut out of WWE magazine on my <laughs> on my door. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, even if you did the Playgirl, it was tastefully done from what I hear. Oh, my gosh. My mom wouldn't <laughs> let me get it, James. <sighs> my mom wouldn't let me get it. Well, because dialogue. she didn't want two copies in the house. Uh, <laughs> um. Okay, so no, I picked this. James had picked, as we had talked about, um, Van Halen, and I think, and you had talked about Death Leopard, and uh, just like terrible '80s hair bands. <laughs> and uh, I was like, "There's one that I like, and uh, it's this one, and it's from a really, really random Scorky Romano. It's Corky Romano. <laughs> so I love that movie. I saw it a million times." Um, and there's a scene where the mafia family is like about to beat up some people and they play this song and it's just super fun. <laughs> and I was like, this song rules. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's literally the definition of like what I typically do not like, which is, I mean, it's pretty much all he says is we're not going to take it. There's a few other lyrics here and there, but um, I mean, it's just, I don't, I feel like it's, a long time <laughs> it goes on but i like it so that's why i picked it nick all right so i, I i've probably mentioned this before but i've manchester orchestra is in recent years one of my favorite bands i wouldn't put them above foo fighters that's my all-time favorite but they are definitely within like the at the least the top five if not the top three um, this song is off one of their more uh, their most recent album, um, and I mean it is kind of a depressing song, which 
you would think would not be my jam at all. Um, but part of what I love about this band so much is they're ever changing and, but it's working. It's like, usually when a band changes, I'm, I'm kind of put off. I'm like, ah, this isn't like what it was before. They, they've been like the screaming band. They've been kind of like the, the punk metal band. They've, they've been like the kind of folksy band. And then this is just kind of a more, I don't know. I don't know how to describe the the sound of the music, but the common chord throughout all of it is is emotional writing. Sorry, I thought you said the common chord throughout all of it. I said G. Oh, shut <laughs> up! <laughs> nice joke of the night. Musician joke. Well done. Um, but this specific song. So, um, I I found. Like, as we've all heard me say before, I'm not, I don't listen to the lyrics initially. Um, this, this was very difficult to kind of like retrain my brain on how to listen to music. Um, so I kind of had to go back to what I did like in high school of like looking at the liner notes. And that's why I loved having CDs so much so I could read the liner notes along with the music. Um, that's not really a thing so much now. I mean, so I had to look this up on the internet, the lyrics and everything. And I found this blog post that was a breakdown of what this song means and like how much it like wrecked this guy that was like listening to this song. And so, dude, you gotta tell us, you gotta go into that, man. Yeah. So, I will say, state first off, just I mean, obviously the the people participating in this podcast are not suspecting this, but I the, I don't relate to this song. I really don't. Um, I I love my wife very much. We have a wonderful marriage. There is no like deadness in our marriage. That's what this song is about, though. This song is about a relationship that is it's it's crested. It's like. The, the allegory behind it is about a man that goes and works in a gold mine and the wife is wondering why does he keep going because the gold mine is going to dry up. But that's tied to their relationship of why are we even in this anymore? Like the, the one of the first lines is that couldn't really love you anymore. You've become my ceiling. Like I can't. Like this, the the singer is basically saying, you know, in this relationship, I can't move any further. You're holding me down, and it's just like to think about being in a relationship like that. I've been in those relationships before, thankfully not for very long, um, but I've been there, and I'm not there now, and I'm super thankful for that. Um, but this the guy that's writing this blog post he is a single father that has been through a terrible divorce and he says that he was like listening to this song for the first time while taking his kids to like school or daycare or something and then he had to listen to it on repeat multiple times because he, it was just wrecking him so much cuz he related to it so well um and i don't know they just like and i'll send you all the link to it cuz it's super well written too but the song in and of itself, I don't know. It's it's weird that I can't relate to it, but yet I I just love 
the words in it, like the the meaning behind it. The it, you can just feel what the singer is going through, uh, of like saying that, like this cave is collapsing. It's there. He's in, or she actually is in a relationship that is just—it's not working. But yet they're still there. So, yeah, I don't know. It's—it's it's just this—the sound of the song is great, and the like the the words in the song or the lyrics in the song are just—it's it, great wordplay and great storytelling. So that's why I like it. Nice. Right on. Yeah, I, I like their Carol of the Bells, but I had never heard this song, so. That's a tra- Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Yeah, I know. Oh, I have the same confusion. Eee, <laughs> <laughs> jerk. But I, I, I will say without going on too much further, if, like, I have a real hard time describing this band um, the few times that I've shared one of their songs in either a podcast or like when we've done just like traded around songs before, it's still a far representation of what this band really is. Do yourself a favor and just kind of listen to them for a bit because I love them so fucking much. All right. <laughs> what you all voting for? Oh, I'm going. Are, are you guys voting for your own? <laughs> Yep. Yeah. I am. But I, I did like Nick's song, but I'm voting for Twisted Sister. I, yeah, I, I, I appreciate Twisted Sister for what they are, but I, I was never into them, so I I will stick with mine. Um, I'm going to vote for Twisted Sister. I mean, this song has weird nostalgia for me for the same Corky Romano scene. Josh and I used to love that movie, but... Um, Saw that movie the, on a first date. <laughs> the How video I had never seen before is freaking hilarious. Uh, yeah, so I'm voting for that. Because of the video? Got it. <clears throat> <laughs> so, um, D. Snyder, this is a stupid fact for this one. In Mick Foley's documentary that they made for WWE... <sighs> He's one of the talking heads in it because they're friends. And he talks about how he was given this, like, some organization awarded him an award for, like, celebrity that does the most charity work. So that's a pretty cool thing. And he oh, mentioned cool. it there. Yeah, because, so, like, Mick Foley's the guy that got me started on all that. And I know that I don't hold a candle to what he does. So I think they just gave it to me because they were more familiar with me. Um, but, yeah, it's he seems like a really cool guy. And in... Mankind's first book, he talks about the first time he met him and how, like, it meant a lot to him because his kids were really little. And he saw D. Snyder having a good relationship with his adult son. And he said, That's always encouraging to me when, like, kids and their parents are getting along when the kids are kind of grown up. Um, so I, I like, we're not going to take it. It's fun. Manchester Orchestra, I never heard the song before. And Nick, I don't really know them at all. I thought it was fantastic um can't really relate either lyrically but there are a ton of songs that i love that are very nearly exactly like this so this was way in my wheelhouse um the video (laughs) kind of reminded me of mtv from the 80s and 90s where i didn't really think it was like quote unquote good 
but it had enough flashing images kind of popping up back and forth to keep my attention. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I honestly don't remember the video. I thought I had accidentally turned on the video from the ring. (laughs) (laughs) It's very MTV generation or Attitude Era generation, if you want to go the wrestling way. It doesn't have to be good. Just give me enough random crap to look at popping up to uh, keep me from looking away. So I'll vote for Manchester Orchestra. I really enjoyed the way the song sounded a lot. Bill, you're the tiebreaker. Yeah, I'm going to go for Manchester Orchestra as well. Uh, just because it was new and I really liked it. I thought it was great. Uh, we're not going to take the music videos amazing. And just like, you know, because I was listening to the, the well, I was driving around listening to it and like watching the video. And I'm just like, okay, so I get they're they're trying to like rip on like the hard ass dad who's trying to like you know beat down his son and everything. But now that we know what we know, and he's like, I carried an M16, and I'm like, oh man, let's you know let's shit on the guy who has PTSD, like because you know, <laughs> his son. I don't know. I don't know, maybe whatever, but I just thought it was great. But uh, Manchester Orchestra, I really like that song. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm going. Cool, cool. Way to go, Nick. <clears throat> thank you, thank you. All right. I thought it sucked. So, oh. Oh. <laughs> next up is... Kind of hurt a little. <laughs> the Killers, with killers. all these things that I've done, which is Killers, me. let's just... Done. <laughs> <laughs> me, Josh. Father John Misty, I'm writing a novel. Was that you, Joseph? It was indeed. I went to the backyard to burn my only clothes. And the dog ran out and said, You can't turn nothing into nothing. This with me no more. Well, I'm no doctor. But that monkey might be right. Alright, so quickly, because we not know how this is going to go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I sometimes I just think about like how the Killers are one of my favorite bands, and it makes no sense, because they're just not really like the other people that are in my top five, top ten. Because um, they're listenable. Yep. And <laughs> they uh, this song in particular... I can't remember, but I he I know he repeats that I've got sold, but I'm not a soldier. I think like 16 times or something, and just generally um, a lot of the other like another repeated like repeated lyric thing that I don't like is when they have a verse and then they go into a chorus and then they basically just sing the same same verse again. I'm like, you couldn't come up with a few other words that sounded similar. Like it's just 
bothers me. But regardless, the song is incredible. So that's why I picked it. Joseph? So yeah, uh, um, similar to Cracker, I, I tried to find Father John Misty's <laughs> song. And it honestly didn't take that long. I mean, he, he's not as bad if you're not watching him, in, in my experience. Josh had actually put a song or two on, like, playlists of random stuff for me to listen to in the past and I didn't you know have as much of a problem with them as I did on this podcast because I'm forced to watch how fucking annoying he is um this one to me I know this sounds pretentious but I don't care sounded like early Bob Dylan like it was kind of just meandering and like almost like random but not not like too random and I like the sound a lot um but I'll just vote for the killers. Let's get this over with. <laughs> I mean, the killers are like, I was thinking about, it, I was watching the video. They're like our generation. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like there are generations like the Beatles, like they can't do wrong. Yeah. They, they age like fine wine, like so many bands from that. I mean, does anybody listen to all American rejects? Like, but the killers, <laughs> are still (laughs) fucking amazing. I definitely don't think that they're like our generation's Beatles, but... Well, Beatles is a bit much, but you know what I mean, like... They've got, like, three good albums. (laughs) Well, so do the Beatles. Come on, Joe never (laughs) uses hyperbole. It's okay. That's true. (laughs) I mean, the killers are bigger than Jesus, so... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. There you go. Maybe our generation's U2... Would that work? There you go. Thank you. Nope. You too is. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was yeah, actually... they, they haven't gotten to the part yet of having like fake bands that make really shitty songs that they try to hide. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Would they have four number one albums in four different decades? You can call them this generation's YouTube. Yeah. I mean, have I they created two different personalities be... within one? You know. One I'm, decade. I mean, he is trying to ride a donkey in this video. Is that kind of like a Christ-like image like Bono? Bono doesn't do Christ-like images. You're thinking of <laughs> you're thinking of Harry that Potter. band <laughs> you're Skip that does like higher and oh, with yeah. arms wide open. <laughs> oh, uh, Soundgarden. Yeah, yeah, yeah Soundgarden <laughs> with arms wide open. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, speaking of you too, James, did you see this is the 20th anniversary of All That You Can't Leave Behind? Oh, their last oh. good album. Nice. Gosh. Whatever. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I, I did not see that. That's pretty cool, though. There's a like, crazy deluxe like edition box set thing with a bunch of stuff. Does it have extra songs on it? A million extra songs, James. I almost texted you about it today, but I got sidetracked. Oh all from Van Halen. I don't know <laughs> if it's on um, Spotify, but Apple has all of the extra songs. So I'm looking this up in the morning. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised they just didn't upload it to everybody's phone overnight. That's what I, <laughs> I thought that today. <laughs> I was like, I wish they would have put this already on here. But it's yeah. kind of annoying because a lot of the songs on that album have long titles. And so it's like that. It all it looks like forty versions of the same five songs. It looks like forty different Father John Misty songs. <laughs> you can't see the like dot 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 like 
oh, this one is a live version in Berlin or whatever. It just looks like all the same, but anyway. (laughs) All right, sorry. Had to tell you that, James. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I'm really excited right now. So, but I just thought that was crazy. 20 freaking years. That feels like yesterday, huh, guys? It does. (laughs) I remember writing a review on that album for our college paper. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. All right. um, So next up, James's other favorite, Glenn Phillips. No, we didn't. Wait, (laughs) we didn't even do a. (laughs) What idiot? Are we just calling it a foregone conclusion? (laughs) Is anybody voting for Father? I still want to hear if anybody likes the Father John. So, so here's the funny thing. So I, like, just with how things worked out this week and everything, I listened to this playlist while I was driving into work and all that, and back and forth. So when that song came on, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And some of the lines I kind of liked and all that, like, I liked the line about, like, running down the street because the Canadian shaman gave me too much. <laughs> yes. But then, when, but then yep. when I saw who it was, and I was like, oh, fuck that song. <laughs> <laughs> Bitter Bill it was, strikes it again. Was, it was totally, I cannot separate the music from the artist at all. I mean, I mean, anybody <laughs> up against the killers is going to lose. Especially this video, like this video and this song is perfect. Like I could never hear this song enough. It's freaking amazing. I will say, I don't think there's a single song on this tournament that could have been put up against the killers that I would have been more happy about because if it was like Florence and the machine, for example, I would have been sad about that, but like it being father John Misty, I was like, Oh, okay. It's cannon fodder. It'll be that eventually. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that being said, um, I, I kind of realized the the last tournament clouded my opinion of him if I just closed my eyes and, like, basically, it just if I closed my eyes and, like, listened, then without any of the imagery, it's like, okay, this is not terrible. Yeah. I liked this song, Joe. Um, I hate the thumbnail because I think he looks exactly like Kenny Loggins from the Danger Zone video, <laughs> which I'm sure pleases him to no end, which kind of pisses me off. <laughs> but I, I liked it. I thought it was good. But I'm voting for the killers because all these things that I've done is near perfect. It's, yeah. yes, there's, it's oh so my good. Gosh. All right. I did like that he had short hair in this, well, in some of the shots for some reason. In others, he didn't, but he looks a lot better with short hair. Less annoying. Are you talking about Father John Misty? Yeah, because we've talked about that before. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, next up, James Glenn Phillips. I'm assuming that's you. Drive by. Yep, that's me. I went to the backyard to burn my only clothes. And the dog ran out and said you can't turn nothing into nothing This with me no more, well I'm no doctor But that monkey might be right And if he is I'll be walking in my whole life Versus Foo Fighters <laughs> Bill <laughs> Dear Rosemary, which was Nicholas? Correct. Rosemary, please pardon me. Truth ain't gonna change. 
Have at it, guys. All right, who's go going nuts. first here, dude? Uh, you're up first, so I'm up you first. go first. Okay. All right, so right out of the way, get this out of the way. Age before beauty. Age before beauty. <laughs> There's two months, man. <laughs> I loved your, I loved your rosemary. I think it's great. Um, Drive by, also love. Uh, it's from this album. Glenn Phillips is for Glenn Phillips is the lead singer of Toad the Wet Sprocket. So. This was from his first solo album, um, which actually came out in like 2000. And I, one of the things I love about Drive Same By... Year is all that you can't leave behind. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> when this song, like when the album was kind of new, when he would tour, it would, it would be just like this performance. It would be acoustic shows with just him. And it was always fun for the first few years uh, that he was doing that. There would always be a lot of people in the audience that seemingly had never heard the song before. So there was always like the same reactions where when they do the a flash and a bang of the dog, it was gone. There was sort of this really like somber, like, uh, and then he would get to the chumped up and ran away. Dad had shot right through his chain. There would be every single time, because I saw him a bunch of times, there'd be laughter and then cheering. And then at the end where he says, like, you knew I was lying, but you still saved that dog. You're such a good God. Like, that would, for whatever reason, like, that line always resonated with people. And people would start, like, cheering and wooing at that line. Um, I love this song. I think it's great. And after all of our jokes about doing damage to our neighborhood dogs, um, I wanted to include this for Nick as a little redemption. A nice song about a good thing happening to a dog. It's it's a balm for my soul. Thank you. You're very welcome. Very James, welcome. Slight, slight correction. I drive into other neighborhoods and beat their oh, dogs. Okay. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> They have bigger rocks there, right? Yeah. Well, you know, it, it just depends. Like, if you go into some neighborhoods, like, the dogs are really important to the kids. So when you run over the dog, you're getting the dog and the kid by virtue of that. Uh, you go into nicer neighborhoods. Their dogs are really expensive, so you're kind of hitting them that way. The pelts are nicer. They're groomed mm-hmm. better. You know, yeah. you can sew them into nicer moccasins, gloves. So, so, so... <laughs> Bill, I know we're related by marriage at this point, but James, yeah. I just had a sudden opening for cousin. You want to take it? <laughs> I'll take it. Woo! Yeah. Okay, good. Bill, you're dead to me. There we go. Speaking of dad, add, dude, add did I tell you about this list. dog I saw the other day? <laughs> oh, James, no. What did your tires sound like when you skid out on it? Uh. <laughs> I, love you, Nick. I always think of that cartoon Marmaduke, right? It, it's, 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 <laughs> Marmaduke. Which is scarier and worse than any joke you've ever made about. Yeah. <laughs> Marmaduke gives dogs a bad name. Screw that guy. Oh, Marmaduke. <laughs> He's looking out that window again. <laughs> James, do you remember that thing at your wedding where everybody flipped off the camera? I do, then- yeah. We put. Was it you that put all the pictures? Like, yep. I think I put, yeah. Who's? I, who did I do? I Marmaduke. Had Mar- me. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, Jesse had lost Jess because had of lost. the pub. She didn't like lost. Yeah. I covered everybody's middle finger with something that I knew they hated when I posted the pictures on Facebook. Love it. And some people still ask to be untagged. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, Nick, I love Dear Rosemary, so I want to hear what you have to say about it. So, first off, since we're polishing knobs here, um, (laughs) I I did enjoy this Glenn Phillips song. And I I know you put it in here specifically for the the swerve in it of they're going to kill a dog, but then the dog gets away, and I freaking love that. Um, But you're... The line that you pointed out, too, of you knew I was lying, but you saved that dog anyway. As soon as I heard that, like, and again, this is this is me saying this about lyrics. I was like, fuck, yes, that is that line is. I, I don't know. That is that's a very deep and meaningful line that yeah. there's just so much to unpack in that line. Um, but I'm not talking about Clint Phillips. So, the Dear Rosemary by the Foo Fighters, this is far from my favorite Foo Fighters song. Um, the Foo Fighters are, I, I don't think, I don't want to say they're known for this, but like other bands of their their stature, or, well, whatever, most of their songs, you can't really say this song is about X, because Dave Grohl has purposefully said, I don't want to tell you what this song is about. It's up for your interpretation. That's That's been his style forever. Um, that being said, when I first heard Dear Rosemary, I was like, oh, fuck, this is about Kurt Cobain. This is definitely about Kurt Cobain. But then the whole Rosemary thing is like, okay, let's listen to this a little bit more. Who is, like, did was that Kurt's nickname or something? And I, I did a little bit of like reading on it, and Rosemary Carroll was the name of um, Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love's uh, lawyer. And after Co- Kurt Cobain died, um, she was kind of cooperating with investigators. And there's, there's, of course, everybody knows there's a conspiracy theory out there that Kurt Cobain did not kill himself; that Courtney Love was somehow Those involved. Are just facts. Uh, yeah, yeah. Exa- uh, well, whatever. I I lean that way. I won't fully say that, but I lean that way. Um, but yeah, she was cooperating with the investigators, and then out of nowhere, she became very combative and was like, just drop it, leave this alone, or more lawyers are going to come after you, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So the, the common opinion is that Courtney Love found out that she was cooperating and kind of threatened her. and Yeah. So, obviously, Dave Grohl does not have a good relationship with Courtney Love. Um, the fact that... Uh, oh, crap, I'm blanking on his name. Chris wow. Novlasek, uh was also part of this song. Um, that echoes that, okay, this is, you know, it's the bass player from Nirvana that is on this song now. So, okay, that gives a little bit more weight to this has something to do with Nirvana, no matter if it's about Rosemary Carroll or, I mean, some people think it's about Rosemary Kennedy, which I've never read about her or how that relates, but, you know, it's another kind of far-off thing. But I just, I like that this song kind of gives you a feeling of, okay, you know, somebody's been betrayed here, Somebody is mad at somebody else, whether this is a fictional story that's being told or whether Dave is just kind of 
actually letting his emotions for Courtney Love and everything around her kind of get out in his music, there's there's a little bit more meat to this than the normal Foo Fighters song. And that's not to say that Foo Fighters songs are light and fluffy or fake even. They're not. They're they're great. Like I I could go on and on about how much I love Foo Fighters. I, I Dave Grohl is amazing to me. Um but this song it just it even from the first time I listened to it, it made me think right away, okay, what is this about? I I couldn't just feel the song and like absorb it and say this makes me feel this way and i enjoy it because xyz it's like okay what is this about and i still don't know and no one will ever know because dave Grohl won't say but it's just it's intriguing to kind of listen to the song and think okay somebody's lying somebody is threatening someone else somebody is it's what's going on so yeah but like I said, definitely not my favorite Foo Fighters song. There's like probably 10 or 15 more I'd put here. But this is the only Foo Fighters song that I was immediately curious about what it meant. Mm. That's cool. I didn't know any of that. There's a whole, like, I can't remember what it's called. There's a documentary on, or at least it was on Netflix. I don't know if it's still there, about the conspiracy theory over Kurt Cobain being murdered as opposed to killing himself. Yeah, and the smell of bleach, right? Th- uh, yeah, I think called? that's what yeah, it was. It was yeah, that sounds I right. think there's another one called Kurt and Courtney, too. <laughs> yes, maybe it was that one. I don't remember. I watched one of them, but it like watching it, it's, it's one of those that usually if you watch a conspiracy theory thing, it's like, okay, I can see why some people think this, but come on, obviously that's bullshit. This one is kind of like, oh, man. Um, yeah, but, you know, whatever. Who cares? Hmm. His family. Well, you know. <laughs> All right. Joseph, what do you think? About what? Oh, my God. About us maturing, because Nick just mentioned that a conspiracy theory might have legs and nobody made a QAnon joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, well, I like the Foo Fighters a lot, I but kind of like Nick alluded to, this isn't like their greatest song, so... Without knowing all that, I was kind of almost bored with it. And uh, the video sucked ass. I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I love Dave Grohl. I think he's <laughs> one of the coolest people ever and fully support him. Um, what was the other song? <laughs> oh, man. Glenn. Oh, yeah. I really liked that song. I, I didn't – I was like – like I, all I know about Toad the Wet Sprocket is that it's James's favorite band. I literally don't know <laughs> what they sound like, and so, but for some reason, I was like halfway through this song, and I'm like, "Where do I know that name?" And I, and I literally don't know how I knew this, but I was like, "Oh, that's the guy from Toad the Wet Sprocket." And I looked it up to make sure. Um, but anyway, I thought the song was awesome. Oh like, it it could uh, yeah. Could easily be like, okay, this is kind of dumb, especially with the crowd. I hate crowds like that. Like, yeah, the jackoff thing is like kind of funny, but it's not hilarious. You don't have to be like, yeah, children about it every time he says it. Like, he's talking yeah. about a penis. So I just, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic. So I am choosing that song. All right, Bill. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the drive by. 
Uh, although, again, being a jerk, I was a little bummed that the dog got away, but oh. you know, whatever. It's got to <laughs> oh be. My you know. gosh. <laughs> it's like, come on. It's guys. fixed. It's, like, it's right there, you know. Bill, but, Bill, yeah. Bill, Bill. <laughs> What? Just what? Think of, think of Lucy when you say these things. Oh, poor, poor Bubba. Bubba got to go. That's sweet gotta baby go dog. Yeah, but you know. Uh, but Nick, I'm with you. That line of you knew I was lying, but you saved that dog anyway. It's like that is just such a freaking great line. And as crazy as it sounds like, I can't imagine a more truer expression of like, what it all means of that type of stuff. Like, you knew I was lying, but you saved it anyway. Yeah. It's like, it's I mean, so freaking good. So, I mean, yeah, obviously not going to get into it here, but as you all knew, I was in an emotional spot this morning anyway, and listened to the song on the way to work. And as soon as that line popped on, that was just like, okay, I'm done. I'm yeah. done. Yeah. It puts tears in my eyes almost every time I yeah. hear that line too. Yeah. Like I'm cho- yeah. I'm holding them back right now. So oh. it's that, that so, line was, Freaking amazing! Yeah. Uh, the line so after that, by the way, you going with Glenn? Yeah, I'm sorry, Bill. Were you going to say something else? No, I was just going to say I'm going with him. So in the live version here, he says like after that line, he says, you know, and I say hallelujah. In the original, he kind of has this uh, joke line where the dude being, you know, I still get high. The line is, "You're such a good god, damn backwards dog." Oh, he doesn't say it like that. <laughs> but the line is like, you're such a good goddamn backwards dog. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Nice. Yeah. yeah, but I definitely want to listen to that Foo Fighters song again, knowing the the possible context of it. Yeah. That is really interesting. Yeah. Um, so, Glenn already won, but my take is, um, I don't know. So, James... Don't you shy know. away. Just shit on it, man. We, we like you. We like you too. And Pearl Jam, <laughs> right? Uh, I'm sure, yeah, 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 we love. Weird. We have a lot of overlap. We both love the Indigo Girls. I really, really did not like the song at all. <laughs> I think it's like it's just weird, like people's different like views on stuff. Because for me, it was like, you know, Bill, you talk about the guy that ruins your date, like. For me, if I was in a coffee shop with Jess and, like, tallest man on earth came in, I'd be like, well, we're here for the rest of the night. This freaking rules. But if yeah, somebody came in and sang that song and everybody started laughing, I would just literally just drive off a bridge. Like, I just would... (laughs) Jokey. It just makes me... like It's just, like, really, really close to, like, a comedian with a guitar, like, making... Jokes and oh, I just it reminded me of like when Josh and I used to go to this thing called New Song, it was like a Christian Woodstock or whatever. And you guys have probably been to something similar. And like in like <laughs> some far away tent from the main stage on like 10 a.m., this guy would be playing and like cracking the dads up, you know what I mean? Like, it's oh, <laughs> that's what, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought of at least. So yeah, I, I can't believe like in this uh, crew that he beat Foo Fighters, but good for him. That's cool. Um, but yeah, my my vote is for Foo Fighters. So I guess you guys hate Kurt Cobain, but <laughs> four, one, four one out. Um, all right. Um, 
James, you know there's the only room in my heart for one Glenn, you know, so. That's <laughs> true. Glenn Hansard. Glenn Hansard. Uh, I, I, I'm going to repeat a joke I made to Nick a long time ago. Uh, that Food Fighters video, Dear Rosemary, uh, had somebody in a suit, I believe, which is unusual because you're not used to seeing members of Nirvana in a suit. There may be one. But, oh, uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it was closed casket. I'm sure you didn't. <laughs> <That's just sad. laughs> All right, oh, man. I love your honor. <laughs> hey, clean intro for the next one. So, our final matchup for part one is a fine frenzy with almost lover. Is it out oh, love lovers? Hovering lover, lover versus, yeah. or who was that? Sorry, that was mine, Bill. I'm trying not to think about you. Can't you just let me be so long? My luckless romance, my back is turned on you. Should I know? Versus REM, Fall on Me. Was that you, Joseph? It was indeed. Yeah, so um, I just think this song's heartbreaking, and I love her voice. I mean, and that's that's all I can really say about it. Like the first time I heard it, it was like years ago when I was listening, you know, using Pandora as a streaming service. And it was one of those things that just came up randomly, and it just like it was amazing. The lyrics and, like I said, her voice is just amazing, and the song's heartbreaking. And yeah, this was this was the first song I thought of when I was given the parameters of like deep song, deep emotional songs. This was the first one that came to mind. So, yep, that's why I picked. Nice. Yeah, I, I basically did the same thing for a lot of these. So for Cracker, um, Father John Misty and, and R.E.M., I don't have anything personally against them. I think that all of their fans seem cool. Um, Ashley's a big fan, James, Scott and Scott, but, and he seems like a decent dude, whatever, but his voice just, it's like nails on a chalkboard for me. And so it was, it was kind of hard, but I found this one, it was in a, like, that's why I sent the live version because it was like, that helped a little bit. It was more mellow and acoustic-y and, um. Yeah, I just like the tune of it. I didn't know until after I put it in there that it's about acid rain and like a really early right. song about environmentalism. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, I just thought it sounded fun. Just a fun song about Wait. acid rain. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> just when think I of the world up, we I used kinda... to live in when that was the worst of our problems. Yeah. Man, don't you wish? Oh, like, gosh. oh, don't you miss being worried about acid rain? Yeah, and that was it. Yeah, that Joe, I found that same fact, and it reminded me of Bill talking about Regina Spector saying she's a vegetarian, or Josh going off about Rob Zombie. Like, oh, did he know he likes like death and hell? <laughs> I, like, like Joe said, I love REM, but it's like they have a song about acid rain. Like, of course, yeah, they it's do. so so dated. Like, I was like, when did this come out? And it was 1986. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if it's an environmental issue or uh, your, gosh, your own neurosis getting in the way of a functional relationship, Aria might have a song about it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys both voting for your own? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm 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 gonna vote for a fine frenzy. I love that song as well. Um, oh, I don't know if it's because Bill. You heard it from Tommy, or Tommy showed it to you, and then Tommy showed it to Josh, and Josh showed it to me. Somehow, I mean, she's not that famous, no. but somehow and she should be right for sure. Yeah. Um, we have the album in the dorm and or whatever, and the song is amazing. So I, I will pick it over the REM song. I, I will say on the Fine Frenzy, I don't know where I've heard this song before. And I haven't heard it for a long time. And it probably was in a Pandora playlist that I heard frequently, but then stopped listening to. But as soon as this song started, I knew exactly what song it was. And I was like, oh, yeah. So it, it's it's another one that like I don't know that I can necessarily relate to. But yeah, like you said, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, it's just beautifully sung and beautifully played and performed, and it's just, it's a beautiful song. Um, REM, you know, I, I like REM okay. Um, they've got a couple good songs. I'm not like a, I won't even say I'm a fan. This song was fine. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going with uh, with Fine Frenzy. Right. Um, uh, yeah, I like that Fine Frenzy song a lot. Um, cool with R.E.M., but the song was fine. <laughs> Pretty much what Nick said. So, yeah, another vote for a Fine Frenzy. Wow. All right. <laughs> um, James, did you vote for... I didn't. Okay. I loved oh, Almost yeah. Lover. Um, I thought it was great. I never heard it before, but I mean, it's it's a female singer. It's slow and it's really moody. Um, it's quiet, but it's powerful. This is like, again, this was another one that's way in my wheelhouse. Uh, Fall on me. I like Fall on me. I will mention that Joe. This is for you. At the beginning, he says this is my favorite REM song. Right? Yeah, I thought that was so. This was a. Yeah, this is in 1991. That would change, like, probably later that year, I think it would. Like, they did this song on their Out of Time album called Country Feedback. And essentially for the rest of their career, whenever they'd play that, like, half the time, apparently he'd go, like, this is my favorite song that uh, we have. So, And it's this other really slow, moody song where they're kind of 
accidentally inventing coffeehouse music with it and one other song on that album. But why I wanted to tell you is there's this really cool live version of it on YouTube where Neil Young does the guitar part. What? And so, yeah, it's like an eight minute version of the normally like six minute song. <laughs> Worlds <laughs> collide. It, Worlds collide. It's great. Um, I, country feedback I, is awesome. I thought it was really cool that he said that. I feel like that's something that, you know, most musicians wouldn't say and that made me be like i wonder what connor's favorite song is of his own catalog like just kind of you know he's not yeah. too cool to like his own stuff i think it's it, cool too it reminded me of uh, the how like we i say we josh and i know like the intro to all of the mtv unplugged dashboard songs like there's one where he just says this is a song and then starts <laughs> um but then I noticed this is a song about feeling bad and MTV feeling better. Implode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I know that one. Yeah. Anyway, oh, but so yeah, this is MTV Unplugged, so it's kind of cool too. Like this REM song. But um, I know like the REM song that we <laughs> we get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, has everybody voted now? Yes. And yeah. And find Z one. Right? Yep. Yeah, no problem with that. Okay, second round. Neil Young versus the Beatles. <laughs> Small matchup here. Two legends going at it. Oh boy! Shouldn't it be Neil Young versus Leonard Skinnerd? Yeah. <laughs> Southern uh, man don't need him around anyhow. I gotta go Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. I go Neil Young. All right, Beatles win. I'll go Beatles, yep. Of course they do. Blah, blah, blah. Beatles, uh, Beatles, <laughs> Beatles. Joe, who are you voting for, though? I'm passing. You yeah, can't but you're pass. the Neil Young fan, <laughs> and you're the Beatles fan. You gotta, oh, no. you gotta pick. Choose I mean, between the, your children. Sophie's choice Young. here, man. Yeah. Yep. I love Neil uh, Young more than the Beatles, I think, but hey, just Hug one, a slit the song. throat of the other. Yeah, I mean, hey, is a better song. There you go. Uh, Peter Gabriel versus Florence and the Machine, uh, St. Jude. Bill versus Bill. Oof. <sighs> I'm, going, I'm going Florence. This is Florence. hard. Okay, there you go. <laughs> nope. Is, is Florence vote? moves on. Florence moves on. I'll vote for Peter Gabriel okay. then just as a... Uh... <laughs> yeah, just know. just for the record, I got to go Peter Gabriel just because that song resonates more with me than St. Jude. Wait, so it's... It's still a tie right now. Yeah, Joseph didn't. Oh, okay. <sighs> Honestly, and I freaking love Horns and Machine. I put songs on here before. I- I'm going to Peter Gabriel song. What? Oh, that wow. sounds amazing. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll backspace. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Florence was going to go all the way, although I guess she still could. Um, yeah, she could. Okay, um, Trans-Siberian Orchestra with Carol of the Bells versus... <laughs> well, when you put it that way. No, I'm just kidding. Manchester Orchestra versus the Killers. I mean, we killers. all know who's going to Killers. Killers. Yep, Killers. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Killers. That's fine. Is that it? Is that everybody? Yep. Um, Glenn Phillips... 
versus a fine frenzy. Glenn Phillips. Fine frenzy. Yeah, fine frenzy. Fine frenzy. Fine frenzy. All these five uh, iron frenzy fans. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, if we were voting for just one line from a song, I would pick Glenn Phillips. But since we're talking about the nah, entire nah, song, na 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 na, from the Hey Jude. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, the Beatles, Hey Jude, versus Peter Gabriel's, uh, My Body Is a Cage. Peter Gabriel. Yeah, yeah Peter well, Gabriel. We all Peter Gabriel. Fine by me. Stupid hey, ball. Jude. Josh. Wait, is it tied? No, no I'm the only one that's voted for Hey, Jude. I know, so but I didn't know if I was... It's three to one. Okay, so yeah, then uh, Peter Gabriel. Okay, cool. And then Killers versus Fine Frenzy. Killers. Two hobbies. Just because a Fine Frenzy is new to me, I'm going to vote for a Fine Frenzy. Yeah, it's weird because we never really say, you know, I assume we're just picking the song that we think is better, right? Not yeah. like the, um, you know, idea of the tournament being like, are we picking one that fulfills that more than other ones or something or just song that's better? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, because they're not, you know, the rules for everybody was different. You know, so it's difficult to judge it because we're coming at it from different criteria. So, yeah, I, mean, I 100% you, thought we were picking like the better song. I, I yeah, kind of tell the viewers, yeah, it, it's, it's subjective. It's personal preference for what you're voting for. Everybody just had to expand their horizons a little bit and their selections. So, one thing I was thinking, like with the killers and that so many people like them so much on the podcast. Film spotting, this podcast that I love, has a thing called the Pantheon where they put certain movies that they can no longer put in top five lists because Ooh. they just know that they'll always win. Yeah. And I feel like we should do that with the killers. <laughs> like Deuce Bigelow? Yeah. Yeah, like Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> I don't know if we uh, should yeah, blanketly I... do it with the killers, but definitely like all these things that I've done. Because yeah. that might be my favorite killer song. It's I put that on so many mix CDs, and Other I like it more than the Fine Frenzy. But yeah, Fine Frenzy is new. Don't shoot me, Santa! Don't shoot me, Santa! Obviously, is their best song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I think so Sam's Town is yeah. the best. Unsaid. <laughs> well, I almost yeah. I got to I got to vote for my own. Dude, we should have so, a Killers episode. We all love I, them. I, yeah, I thought we about could do that, thirty-two like, uh, Killer songs. Yikes! So that'd be good. So anyway, I'm voting for the killers. So that's three to two, right? Is it? Does somebody not vote yet? Oh, I don't think I vote. I vote for the. I'll, I'll vote for the killers as well. I voted for the killers. All right, the final <laughs> of part one. Peter Gabriel. What versus, the fuck? Versus the killers. <laughs> the killers. Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel's new to me. <sighs> Josh, you're voting for the killers. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird. It's like it's just that song is so freaking huge. It's just I don't know. But yeah, I, I mean, Joseph, you go first. I don't want to. I don't have to. All right, fine. I'll go with the killers. 
Yeah, I'll go with the killers. There you go. Oh, I got so uh, close. Right. We can't be disappointed, though. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, this sucks. This amazing song one. Yeah. <laughs> we still got part two coming up where we got, we picked, we ended up picking up like 16 Garth Brooks songs. So I'm looking forward to it. No, 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 no. It's just the dance played over and over again at different speeds. Different, co- different covers. It's different purgatory. dead people in the videos. We got yeah. Alice in Chains covering the dance. It's going to be great. And then we got Garth Brooks doing the dance with Alice in Chains Lane Stanley in the video. Um, <laughs> Chris Cornell's in the video. And then he just repeats the chorus over and over and over and over again. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. I think it's really weird because Garth Brooks covers Michael Jackson. (laughs) That would be amazing. Gets real raw. (laughs) (laughs) That's bad. Next week, we have Bob Dylan, Death Cab, uh, Sufjan Stevens, Childish Gambino, Billie Eilish, Foo Fighters again, Jason Isbell, Florence and the Machine again, and Dawes, uh, former winner of the tournament. So, should be fun. <laughs> Joe's a Joe nominee that he's just booed. Yeah. <laughs> Joe's a super fan. Amazing. All right. So, aside from being able to count that we're all going to, no matter what side of the political spectrum you fall on, we're all going to be stressed out until November the 5th. Possibly. And beyond. <laughs> and until we die. And the there, there death is. takes us. <laughs> there's one other thing that you can count on. I guess three other things. One would be yeah. death. Uh, taxes. And, and Nick Prolax. Randy Savage. Savage. <laughs> Randy Bye, guys. Savage. <laughs> Bye. Buddy.